Welcome to worship at Providence Presbyterian Church on this Sunday, February 7th, 2021. We are located at 2401 Broad Avenue. We will be observing Holy Communion on Sunday, February 14th. The annual congregational meeting will be held on Sunday, February 21st, 2021, immediately following the morning worship service. Copies of the church's annual report for 2020 will be distributed prior to this meeting. The family services, February donations, the category is paper products and medications, A&D diaper rash cream, Vicks Vapor Rub, Neosporin, Pepto-Bismol, antacids, cough drops, toilet paper, paper towels, facial tissues, and disinfectant wipes. Please drop them off at Fellowship Hall on Sunday, February 14th. The special item in February for the food bank will be soup again, although all donations are appreciated. We thank those of you who are currently able to support the church with your offerings. It truly is a blessing in enabling us to keep current in paying church expenses. Now, let us prepare our hearts for worship as we listen to the prelude.
let us worship God, let us join in the call to worship. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Had it not been told to us since the beginning? Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let us pray. Gracious God, you cause to follow Christ and spread the good news of your love for all people. Help us to become all things to all people that we might reach many with your good news. Amen. if we think that our ways are hidden from God. Therefore, let us confess our sin, trusting in the mercy of God our Maker. Let us join in the prayer of confession. God, you are everlasting, the creator of all that is. Your understanding is beyond measure. We confess to you that we have sinned against you and our neighbors. In your compassion, forgive us, for we place our hope in your steadfast love. Praise the Lord. Our God heals the brokenhearted and binds up our wounds. God takes pleasure in those who put their trust in God's grace. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. As we prepare to hear God's word, let us join together in prayer. Holy God, speak to us what has been told from the beginning your word that is the foundation of the world. Amen. Our Old Testament reading this morning is taken from the book of Psalms, Psalm 147, verses 1 through 11. Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. 
He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble, but casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make music to our God on the harp. He covers the earth with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain and makes grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they call. His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse. His delight is not in the legs of man. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Our New Testament lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark. We continue our reading in chapter 1, verses 29 through 39. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the house of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told Jesus about her. So he went to her and took her and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. That evening, after sunset, people brought to Jesus all the sick and the demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak, because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also, for that is why I come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Here ends our readings from God's word, and may he bless them to our hearts and our lives. Amen. Well, this morning we continue in our study of the first chapter of Mark. Last week we read about Jesus in the synagogue in Capernaum, how he spoke with authority, and how he drove a demon out of a man that was there. And we continue on today. The synagogue service is over. The people go home. Noon was around when the synagogue service was over. And that was usually the main meal of the day. So Jesus and John and James and Simon and Andrew go home to get ready for their meal. And they get home and they tell Jesus that Simon and his mother-in-law is sick with a fever. It says that Jesus goes to her. It doesn't record that he said anything in particular to her, but he simply reached out his hand, took her by the hand, and helped her up out of bed, and her fever left her. She was healed. Now it says that she immediately began to wait on them. Now, many people nowadays say, well, yeah, that's the way it is. It was, you know, here she's healed by Jesus, and what's the first thing she does? She goes back to women's work, waiting on the men. But I feel that that is a very inadequate translation. The idea in the 
Greek here that is written, it says that when Jesus took her by the hand, raised her up, and left and healed her, it says she began, and the Greek has the word diakonos, which means to serve him. In other words, uh, in gratitude for what Jesus had done for her, Peter's mother-in-law began to be of service to Jesus and his disciples. That word diaconus is the same word that was used when Jesus was in the wilderness. And it says that the angels came to him and served him. In other words, diaconus. That's the word that would later on be translated as deacon, which from we gather the office in the church of deacons, people who are called upon to serve others in a special way in the life of the church. But the idea is we are all called to serve. Jesus himself said at one time in his earthly life that I came not to be served, but to serve and give my life as a ransom for many. So God calls people to service. It is an honor, not a chore, not an obligation, definitely not women's work, putting women down to be of service. That's what God calls us to do. Or if we are his people, if we are servants of the servant Lord, we are called to ministry to one another. The scripture goes on here and says that when it became sundown, in the Jewish way of thinking at, in those days, that as soon as the sun went down and you could see three stars in the night sky, the previous day was over and a new day was beginning. So with the rising of the three stars, the Sabbath was over. On the Sabbath day, you know, it says that they brought to Jesus the sick and the demons possessed. So they probably brought them on stretchers and, and uh, helped walk. And all these things would have been considered working under the Jewish Sabbath laws of Jesus' time. And therefore, it would have been considered sinful. So they waited till you know they they got went home after the synagogue meeting. They got as ready as they could, but soon it was as soon as it was dark. It was a new day. They got the sick. They got the demon possessed, and made a beeline for the door of Simon and Andrew's house. So I don't know how they all knew where he lived, but maybe they followed them home uh, on their way home after synagogue. But they made a beeline, and we don't know, you know, I mean, Capernaum was a, a village of around, I don't know, at the most a couple thousand. So we don't know how many people gathered around, around, but it says that here's Jesus, and I'm sure he's tired after preaching in the synagogue and after uh, delivering the demon-possessed man, but here he is going late into the night, healing the sick and delivering the demon-possessed. But when it gets too late, then the crowds fade away. I'm not saying that everybody had been healed yet, not everybody had been delivered yet, but it just gets to be too late in the evening. Uh, it's too dark. Uh, there's no street lights, uh, no electric lights of any kind, just candles and lamps, and so people go home. 
So it says, though, <laughs> very early in the morning, actually almost before sunrise, Jesus gets up and he quietly leaves the house. And he says he went out to a solitary place. In some translation, it says he, he went to a wilderness place. We don't know, you know exactly if it was wilderness, but it was a place where it was outside of the village. It was a place where he could get alone and pray. You know, and if we need to realize that if Jesus needed to pray, he, 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 you know, he had a very busy ministry. He was constantly teaching the people. He was constantly healing the people. He was constantly answering the questions of the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You know, he, he was trying to teach his disciples. He lived a very busy life, but he always took time to pray. He could not carry on his ministry without prayer. And if Jesus could not, you know, Jesus, the sinless Son of God, could not carry on his earthly ministry without taking regular time to pray. How can we imagine that we can be faithful disciples of Jesus without taking time to pray? I know we're busy. I know there's times when, when our time to pray is limited, but we need to to uh, make times in our schedule to draw apart from the crowd, to draw apart from others to a solitary place, you know, wherever that might be, a chair, a, a bedside, wherever, then where we can get away from others and focus on the Lord to hear what he's telling us. And God is leading Jesus. God is unfolding to Jesus' his plan. Well, when... Back at the house, when Simon and Andrew and James and John and all of them are awake, well, you know, the, the, crowd's, the crowd's coming up at the door again. Uh, Jesus, you know, they go to the room. Jesus, the people are here, and he's not there. Where's Jesus? You know, the, it says that they went out and searched for him. Our English translations here are usually two mile. I mean, they're like, Jesus, what in the world are you up to? Why didn't you go, why did you go off like that? Didn't you know the crowds would be there, to, you know, wanting healing, wanting deliverance for the loved ones? You know, you, you get yourself back there to our house and start healing everybody. I mean, it, it was, it, it was actually that sort of kind of tone. Now, in this passage, we are introduced to the crowds. The crowds, you know, who are the people in the uh, life of Jesus? Well, yes, it was Jesus himself. It was the disciples. It was the, the religious leaders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes. But in the background, always, there is the crowds. The crowds, and sometimes they're there listening to Jesus, to what he has to say. But often they're there demanding, Jesus, meet our needs. Meet our needs. Serve us. Serve us. Even the disciples on many occasions, they wanted to be served. They weren't there so much to, you know, they didn't want to find out what Jesus would have them to do, but they wanted to find out what Jesus could do for them. And unfortunately, most of us are still like that today. Jesus calls us. He extends his love to us. He forgives our sins. He heals us our many hurts. He's there with us through the difficult times. 
All we ask is that we offer our lives in service to him and in serving others. But we, you know, we want to be served. It's not service, it's serve us. Too often that's the way it is in the church, but that's not the way we're called to be. Rather, we are to be, as I said, the servant people of the servant Lord and offer up to him our lives, our talents, our abilities, our finances, all that we are to be used by him. And we need to, you know, we do this through prayer. We ask for his guidance. He guides us through prayer. He sometimes guides us through circumstances, but God will guide us and show us where he would have us to serve him. And to him be the glory forever. Amen. Now let us join together in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence you shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now let us prepare our hearts for prayer. God, creator of heaven and earth, we gather this morning to sing praises to you, to lift up your holy name, and to offer ourselves to your service. Lord, we pray for our nation. We pray for our leaders. We pray for the people of our land, and we pray for other lands around the world. We pray that you would heal the brokenhearted to bind up their wounds. We pray that you would heal the sick and the afflicted, and deliver those who are oppressed. That you would guide our leaders, Lord, in righteous paths. That we would not depend on earthly might and power, but rather depend on you, for it says that you depend not on the strength of the horse, nor delight in the legs of men. Rather, you delight in those who fear you, who put their hope in your unfailing love. 
And so we pray, Lord, we would help us to put our hope in you, help us to put our trust in you each day, even during those difficult times when you seem far away. We thank you that you always hear us and that you are loving and kind toward us. These things we ask in Jesus' name and join in that prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. spread the gospel free of charge. May the Spirit of Jesus take your hand and lift you up so that you may be of service to others. Amen. We thank you for worshiping with us today. We hope you have been blessed and God has been glorified. May you have a God-blessed week. We look forward to you joining us again next Sunday and invite your friends to listen. Mm -hmm.